Welcome to Handwriting's Huddle with your host Terry Hanratty. I'm Dave Taromeo and this is episode number six of Handwriting's Huddle. Right, Terry? Am I right? It's amazing. We got through five oh, of them. Boy. Now, now we're going to kick off the sixth one. But six I'm happy to do it and uh, we've got a lot of good stories. It's a lot of fun. You have a lot of great stories and we're getting some traction from people who are listening. We thank you for that. People uh, either through Facebook or listening to the Spotify podcast. You got some nice press recently, a nice article written. Um, that was very nice. We should get that posted on your Facebook page. I think it's on and also some other places, but let's start the podcast today, Terry, with, uh, what's going on again at Michigan, because we have Jim Harbaugh, who has been suspended by the big 10 and a decision is coming soon on, on his appeal. Yeah. He was suspended for the season. So Jim's out for the, for the, no, it's only the last three games. I think if they go to the playoffs, that's a different thing because that does not go under the. The guys of the NCAA, that's the, uh, the playoffs are a whole different deal. But, you know, when you start thinking about why was this even necessary to do, to film the, the opposing coaches of different teams on the sideline mm-hmm. to try to steal their signs, if in fact that's what happened. You know, right. it's all alleged and all that stuff. But you go the way of the pros, what they're doing right now. I mean, the mm-hmm. pros are talking into the, Helmet right. of the quarterback, right? Exactly. And nobody can hear that. Yeah. So theoretically, yeah, yeah, right, yeah exactly. There's, there's been a couple. Check my figure it out eventually. There's had been a, a couple <laughs> up in New England to try that one, but you know it, it, it works that way, and it's, it's to me it will be so much easier because you're talking directly to the quarterback. He can hear your tone of voice. He can hear your urgency on a play and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good for everybody, and I think mm-hmm. that's probably what they should instill. That's way it would wipe out everything. Yeah. But when you think about it, you know, in the 60s, when I played at Notre Dame, okay. and it's really fascinating what Eric Parsegan was the head coach. Right. And a guy named Tom Pagna was our offensive coordinator. You know, he worked with the quarterbacks, running backs. Back then, there weren't certain things as defense and offensive coordinators. You know, right. They were just coaches. Right, right. And they devised this system, which is really, to this day, it was amazing. It's never been copied because it was so complicated. Wow. Where Era had a card, it was five by seven, I believe. I'm dimensions maybe off an inch. And, and Tom had a card, five by seven. And every time I went in, they would say, Tom's live or okay. I'm live. Gotcha. Okay. They'd both give a signal, but I'd know either to watch Tom's for the hot one right. or Era's for the hot one. Yep. And if, if you looked, it was the placement of a card. The card could be down at his side. The card could be in his stomach. The card be, could be over his head. Then the, the other hand designated the play, the direction, and everything was around this card wherever it was placed. And when you saw the, you know, like the card is in the left hand as he has it up in the air and he swings it hand like you would with a golf club. Yeah. That's the one I always wanted to see because that meant home run. Okay. So you were going deep on that gotcha. one. Gotcha. Okay. But there was, we called our whole system yeah. with the placement of a card on either, in either era or Tom's hand. There and was nothing written on the card. It nothing was just written color, at all. Just okay. And it was just either a, where it was placed on your on your body on yeah. his body whether it was down to his side whether it was up in the air whether it was to his yeah his chest his belly his side his left hand right hand right you know, so all that stuff was involved in there and we used to spend hours and hours yeah in our you know after class before practice we we're always in either tom or era's right office and we we're just going over you know barking out what the signals were yeah. so we wouldn't screw them up in the game yeah but i can actually say my whole sophomore year when we won the national championship I never missed a call. Nice. Now, as I got a little older, my junior year, I missed a few. Okay. Intentionally. Okay. 
I didn't like what it was called. I got you. Okay. And I'd come to the sideline, and Eric would look at me, and he said, you're lucky that worked. I know you caught that. I said, Coach, the sun was in my eyes. He said, there's no sun out. You know? It's night so, game, Terry. Then my senior year, yeah. we called a lot of the games right from the line of scrimmage. Okay, nice. And Eric... You could see the, as I look back on it, you could see the evolution that yeah. he had for this young quarterback. Right. Well, that's you know, it. He, as a sophomore, he trusted, he trusted as you. a sophomore, he yeah. went right through it and he's starting yeah. to get what I'm trying to teach him. Right. Then he started, you know, I missed a few intentionally my junior year. Right. And he would let it go because he's, he knew that I was thinking about what to do. Right. Rather than just picking a play yes. out of the air. And my senior year, we, I know we played Michigan State. It was my junior. We played Michigan State at Notre Dame. I'll never forget. We called the whole game from the line of scrimmage. Wow! And it was, I mean, he'd send yeah. in different plays. But yeah, eighty percent yeah. of the game was called from the line from the line of scrimmage. Yeah, but it was it was interesting because the the card was. I mean, it's never really been even said about it. I mean, because it was hush hush back then. Yeah, okay. no one ever talked about the card. Interesting. Uh, we call it our plays, but now, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, that's one of those secrets it's, that's around uh, everybody's grave a bit, almost. It's ingenious, really, uh, the fact that, uh, it, look, I mean, stealing signals, there's, if, if, if we did it in baseball in Little League, you know, it's like, oh, this is their indicator, and we figure out, I mean, so, that's part of the game. If you do it in the right way, if you're, if you're cheating to do it, you're doing things which are, you know, the, the league is telling you, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be scouting. You shouldn't be have a camera or whatever it is. You know, th- you know. Then that's you know, you're going above and beyond. So, and apparently, this is what the what the crux of the matter is in Michigan. Now, Michigan has said, um, has threatened, and you know, I'll get your opinion on this to pull out of the Big Ten if you know if there you know and and um, I you know what do you think of that? Well, I think it's a big bluff, number one. Yeah. Okay. And I right. think they feel like, you know, they say it before, you know, the, before the Penn State game, you saw all the players after yeah. they interviewed, it was the world against us, the yeah. world against yeah. us. Yeah. No, the world is telling you that you <laughs> did something wrong. Right. And you should be penalized for it. Right. Like anybody should if you do something wrong, and no matter what it is. But right. uh, I think it's a, you know, it's a bluff. I mean, I don't see how they could, if this, especially this time, to start your own network, because everybody is... You know, the, that's the reason why the uh, the West Coast, yeah. you know, those, those teams just dispersed because they couldn't get a, a network to cover that the Pac-12. Right. So, well, so Southern Cal and UCLA jumped to the Big Ten is, is the yeah. first thing. I think they panicked. I think they could have done it on their own, but that's another. It's too late for that one. Yes, and, and you know you have schools that are doing actually getting them. Like Texas went out and, and, and made a deal for their own network, but but yeah, the, it all comes down to money, and the money we all know comes from a lot of it from tickets, especially a stadium the size of Michigan. But most of it, the lion's share is coming from TV revenue, and so at the end of the day, you know that's going to be hard for Michigan to walk away from the the millions maybe more of, of dollars that is coming from the Big Ten for their uh, TV rights. So it's going to be difficult because right now I think every team is guaranteed seventy million dollars. Yeah, okay, that's a, that's yeah, a lot of money. That's, that's a lot of that's a lot of dough. So all right, so uh, so on to Notre Dame. Uh, you know, this week I think we got it right. We have uh, yeah, Wake coming in. 
right? We got the Wake Wake Forest. We finally got the the, the date right. We thought it was last week. It was week, confusing, but, they, but it threw us a curve. But uh, we were just used to. We knew the schedule. We just yeah. sort of follow. Since there was a bye week already, yeah, that was weird. I didn't think we'd had two bye weeks, so I just assumed it was last week. Yeah, well, that's but okay. you know, it's everybody's gonna, entitled to a mistake, even us, Terry. So. Exactly. It's, but it's going to be interesting. You know, we're out of the obviously the January first bowl games. Yes. I would so say. now, do you? Bench the quarterback, Hartman, and put the uh, the young guys in and let them play a little bit and see what they can do. I think what they're going to do is play Hartman yeah. until if they get a good lead, right. then they're going to put Angeli in there. Because I've seen this kid play. Yeah. He's good. That's what I was going to say. And he's from Jer- Jersey kid. Yeah. And I've seen him twice in the, pre- in the uh, spring game. Yeah. And I've seen him in, in uh, spots in the uh, in the regular season. Yeah. And the kid is tough. He's big, he's fast, and he has a really good arm. So I don't know what's wrong with you know. Let's give him some playing time because he's got to be the quarterback for next year. I think you're right. Yes, clearly this is uh, you know Hartman's last year, and and he. I mean, I think you're right. I think eventually they're just going to start to get wean wean him in uh, off off the you know. But this is the weight game, and this is where where he played and transferred from. So I think you'll see them. You're right. Yeah, build up a big lead here. And go to the backup guys so to get them some playing time. It's smart. It's a, and they're listen. They know what they're doing. They'll they'll get them in there. I think. So, but you know, in terms of the bowl games, it'll be very interesting to see where they where they wind up. So, um, well, the you know, rumor is right now LSU. That could be. I don't want to see that right now. Oh, I see. I think I it's you. been too close since Kelly's been to Notre Dame. I think yeah. uh, we got to have a little more separation, and uh, I don't think it'd be good for anybody. So. You know, I heard early Tennessee LSU. Of course, it's real early now. I mean, a lot can happen in the last three weeks of the season. That's right. But uh, those were the early calls, and I don't know what the bowl game would be, but uh, maybe the Poland Weed Eater Bowl. Hopefully, it's not the Pinstripe Bowl or something. (laughs) I mean, it's got to to me a bowl is 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 kind of like you go out west or you you know you go you you go somewhere. You don't go to New York. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. No offense to the Pinstripe Bowl, but that's. I think we'll see like a Syracuse Rutgers. I mean, although that's you know those types of teams in the in the Pinstripe Bowl. But okay, so Terry, um, just moving on here because uh, you know we we just passed uh, you know we just had Veterans Day here in the states, and it, you know we do appreciate all the veterans and, and the people that have that have served. And my dad was one; you were one. And I remember my dad loved this guy because of what he you know what who he was and what he did. And a guy you played with by the name of Rocky Blyer. Um, tell us, tell us about Rocky. Well, the thing is, I was I was just in Pittsburgh about uh, two or three weeks ago, and, and I was I presented Rock got a big award from the Marine Corps, and uh, they I guess they have a, one of the real big charities that you know fund money into the, the Marine Corps kids to go to college, and we raised a lot of money that night. And I, I was fortunate enough that they invited me into to uh, introduce Rock and, and present him with his award. But people don't realize how bad things were back then. Yeah. I mean, each, you know, every, you had to get into the, to a National Guard or you were going regular Army. And Rocky was a year ahead of me and he was, you know, drafted by the Steelers in the 16th round. You know, they, you can imagine having 16 rounds yeah. of yeah. Uh, draft. <laughs> I mean, it was absolutely <laughs> insane back then. <laughs> So every team had about two or three spots in the National Guard out in their town where they could put players into. And Rocky being a 16th round pick, the Steelers took a chance. To, you know, I'm probably not going to make the team. Right. 
So why waste the, the spot? Let's put give our second round, third round pick. You know, put him in in the National Guard, whoever it was. And it turned out Rocky made the team, and he did very well. And he, you know, he was actually got into the starting lineup towards the end. Then as soon as the season was over, he got his letter to get inducted into the military. And I'll never forget that. You know, fast forward to the next summer, and uh, we're um, it's my rookie year with the Steelers, and we're we're in training camp, and it was up in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, and uh, getting ready for the afternoon practice. And Chuck Knoll comes into the to, to the room and he has this real solemn look on his face and you went, uh-oh, what, what went wrong this morning that mm. you know, he's so upset with? And he said, I just want to announce that, you know, one of our players got shot in Vietnam mm. and it was Rocky. And mm. he said, we have no idea how bad it is. Oh, we wow. just know he's shot and you could really hear a pin drop in the room. It was that because, and Rocky's only there one year, but the impact he made on that team for that one year Everybody felt so bad for him. Yeah. And if you fast forward a few months more, you know, when he gets home and he's had all of his operations, you know, he had shrapnel and he had hand grenade wounds, and it was really messy. And he stayed with my family and I for about several months, and we'd work out together. And it was really, you just couldn't understand how bad he limped just to hand him the ball off like a, a normal running back play. He would limp and limp and limp. And, I, mm. and I'm saying, Rock, why are you doing this to yourself? This yeah. is crazy. You know, he, he said, no, no, I want to do it. I want to do it. I said, listen, Mr. Rooney, Art Rooney, you know, founded the franchise. Yep. Told Rock, said, listen, you don't have to play football. I will pay for everything for you to go to, to uh, law school at Duquesne in Pittsburgh. Wow, what a, what a guy. And Rocky says, no, no, I want to do it. I want to do it. So, you know, they gave him a year off, you know, to you know, try to get in shape and, uh, just to watch him run pass patterns originally was just, I mean, it took forever. I mean, you yeah. could never, as a quarterback, you could yeah. never get timing. Right. Because you're holding the ball, okay, Rock, I see break out there. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was unbelievable to watch yeah. him because he was just, he wasn't going to give up. Yeah. And hence the movie Fighting Back and yeah. the book Fighting Back. Yep. And if you would have told me back then, what do you want to bet that Rocky will rush for a thousand yards in mm. the NFL? I would have lost everything I even thought I'd ever own. But he did it. He rushed for a thousand yards, and he went on to have a great career with the Steelers. And uh, and I hate, to, I hope this story never dies because Rocky's such a great guy, and what he went yeah. through for this country is is phenomenal. Yes, and we appreciate that. But I mean, just that drive, you know, that motivated him was sensational. And uh, you know, I love stories like that. Not the fact that he got shot, but just the type of person he is. I, ha I do have an update, and I, obviously we're doing this, uh, and this just came across the wire. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has accepted his three-game ban. Uh, they'll close the investigation, and there will there will not be any litigation, no more threats. He's just going to accept his medicine, and that's it. End of story. So he's he's going to sit. Now the real the real thing goes now that will Jim stay with Michigan? Well, that's, I mean, that, that's going to be year, a real, right? a real yeah. story. Yeah, I'll never forget the time because you know Stanford when he was at Stanford. Yeah, he recruited my son Connor, who ended up going to Notre Dame. Yep. And we're out there in Stanford, and we're on the field, and that's when Oliver Luck was there. Okay, was his quarterback, and, Andrew. Andrew, Oliver's the dad. Yeah, that's where Oliver's yeah, my yeah, my year. Yeah, Andrew, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so Jim said, "Hey Terry, come here, come here. I want you to come to the huddle here. Watch." Mm -hmm. He called three plays. Andrew's going to throw one. Short, medium, yeah. and deep. Okay. Each, you know, different plays. So, boom, boom, boom. He, mm -hmm. you know, just 
perfect. And Jim says, he can do it all. He's the greatest quarterback going. He can do it all. Yeah. Then I said, I said, Jim, answer me a question here. Are you going to stay here at Stanford? <laughs> Are you going to be here if my son decides to come here? Yeah, it's a good he, question. And he, and he put his hands up near and said, look at this. Yeah. It's beautiful here. You, this is heaven here in Stanford. Yeah. Said, I'll be here forever. Oh, yeah, okay. The next year he's with the 49ers. Yeah. <laughs> or the, maybe the year after. But it was... Uh, yeah. You never know. You don't know. Coaching. Classic coach speak, right? I mean, what else are they going to say? But I mean, we've seen it over and over again. So Notre Dame, Wake Forest this weekend, and Notre Dame is a heavy favorite, twenty-four and a half point favorite over over the Demon Deacons, and they are uh, they're coming in at four and six. Notre Dame is seven three. Notre Dame should wind up eight and three after Saturday. They are still ranked nineteenth in the country. Uh, so that's your Irish update. And uh, now let's uh, let's move on to. Uh, your favorite uh, NFL franchise, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, I think they're they're winning in spite of themselves. Okay. There, no one has ever accused <laughs> Pittsburgh of being, uh, you know, you're able you're able to sit back and just put your feet up and say, "Ah, oh, we got this one." But they're, you know, they're, they're a work in progress, and it's you know, yeah. And Hayward coming back, I think he played very well for being you know gone for so long, and that's going to solidify the defensive line a lot better. But they they still need to get you know their linebackers are just not covering. Yeah, I think they're they're doing well in the secondary. They, they're, the coverage is Porter's getting better. He's not yep. a great tackler, but uh, at least he can he can uh, ball hawk. Yep. But uh, you know, and Pickett is uh, I think he's going to be good. I think you just have yeah. he's a young quarterback who you've got to give time to, and that's you know that's what it's going to be. And the thing is, the Steelers are winning. They're winning ugly, but they're winning. It's yeah. not pretty, right. but they're getting the. There's a lot of guys that are losing ugly. Pittsburgh yeah. winning ugly, so yeah. I, I take the Listen, winning I'll, ugly. Yeah, you always take winning ugly, and they have a big game this Sunday in Cleveland against the Browns, both with uh, six and three records. Now, the Browns got some news this week: Deshaun Watson um, out for the season with the shoulder. He's gonna have a shoulder operated on. What a cluster blank that signing, in my opinion. The, the the guaranteed money, the fact that they signed this guy, and he, I don't know, man. I, I'm G- just guaranteed of two hundred and thirty million dollars. Yeah, and I mean, couldn't, wouldn't he have taken two hundred twenty-five? Yeah, and he can't stay <laughs> on the field. I don't see how the money in pro football, even in college football, when you see what these these coaches are getting, you know, it's like a Jimbo. Fisher, yeah, at Texas A and M, he gets seventy-seven million dollars to leave. To leave, just to go away, go home. I go wish home somebody and, would say to me, "Go away." I would for that kind of money, I would leave. I would say, "Okay, yeah." But it, it's just, <laughs> it, it just goes to show you, there's just there, maybe there's too much money in sports. I mean, you know, I mean, Al Davis, or not Al Davis, but Mark Davis, his son, he's he's getting, uh, he's paying about eighty million dollars to two coaches. Yes, and it's sort of just okay, goodbye, goodbye. Yes, yeah, eighty million dollars. <laughs> It's, I remember I was talking with uh, with Art Rooney, the, the owner of the Steelers now. Yeah. And his father was Dan Rooney, and his grandpa right. was Art Rooney, the founder. Gotcha. And I've known Artie since my when I was with the Steelers, and he was a ball boy back then. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was talking to him. I said, what would your grandpa say if he knew how much money you were playing yeah. football players now? Yeah. And he'd just start laughing. I mean, it, it is just absolutely insane. It is insane. I, but, yeah. I mean, they're they're worth what they give you. That's the whole key. Well, that's key. A, what the market will bear, and so you can't really, and I would never question any, you know, no, I, right to earn or anybody, how much money they make, whether you're, you know, a Wall Street guy, a CEO of a company, you have no, you have no right to, or, you know, Roger Goodell, good example. 
you know, Roger makes a pretty good nickel at the NFL and, and, you know, for good reason because, you know, he's making the owner's money. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're seeing this trickle down into the college games now, not just football, basketball and, and, uh, not just the NAL stuff, but you're right. There's a lot of money and a lot of people are, well, it's, it's the frustration factor with we're not as good as we thought we were going to be. But to pay somebody, you know, to walk away is, is always intrigued me. Well, I, I look at it. Are you hiring the right person to begin with? Right. Again, I look at the Steelers. Yes. And they've had three coaches. Right. Since 1969. That says something right there. And I keep, right I keep yeah. telling people in college and the pros, I said, why don't you go? I said, the Roonies are lovely people. Yeah. They would love to go and, yeah. and trade thoughts with you, what, how they choose their, 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 uh, yeah. new head coach. And all three of them, it, 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 the funny thing, you know, all three were defensive coaches. Yep. All three were in their 30s, uh-huh. and all three never had head coaching experience. Right. And they all three won Super Bowls. That's right. Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, and Mike Tomlin. That is the model right and, there. <laughs> and it's, the Steelers sort of have a, a, you know, some of these teams go through that many in five years. Uh, or more, yeah. It's Look insane. at the Giants. I mean, the Giants are another organization, you know, it's like people think they have their act together and they have good ownership. Wellington Marrow was a great owner, a great guy, but... But they just, they finally got it right and, you know, won a Super Bowl and they got Parcells in there, you know, and then, and then, uh, you know, the last few years, the last few coaches, and I don't think people are talking about Brian Dable. They're having a bad year. They're not going to fire Dable, in my opinion. No, and, and they shouldn't. And I mean, they, they shouldn't, yeah. They've lost to, you yeah. know, you can't lose your starting quarterback. Yeah, no. And it's, your it's backup bad. quarterback. Yeah. And have to go with your third team quarterback right. and try to, you know, where, where are you going to go from there? Now, there's, there, you know, this is interesting because we talked about the Steelers playing the Browns on Sunday and they're both uh, six and three. And, you, you know, big uh, divisional game tonight, actually. Uh, these Thursday night games, most of them have been crappy. You know, they're just bad matchups, but this is a good one. Bengals are in, uh, in Baltimore and Baltimore's pretty darn good, I'll say. This should be a good game tonight. Baltimore is very good. Yeah. They're they're down a couple. Now Ronnie Stanley, who's their left tackle, he's out tonight. Okay, and uh, they got a couple guys out. And uh, this time of year, everybody's going to have somebody out. Going to be nicked up every yeah. every team. Yeah. So you just have to is, is who has the best backups at this point. But it's it's yeah. going to be a good fight. And you're right. I mean, the games on Thursday nights have been the matchups. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to see what the ratings a are. Bit of a snooze fest. <laughs> you're right. But, yeah. Uh, but tonight should be a good one. Should be, should be a good game leading into a good weekend of football here. We are in mid-November. We're leading up to Thanksgiving. And um, I would just like to say on my behalf, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Enjoy. Listen, you get football, food, friends and family. Those four Fs together, you can't beat it. No, that's, uh, that's all there is to it. This is the time of year you do that. That's right. And go New Canaan Rams. Beat Darian. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, a little local flavor it's there. A little local flavor, but uh, yeah, I, we both of our sons play for New Canaan, uh, and uh, and that's a big Thanksgiving Day rivalry here in Connecticut. Uh, Terry, I think uh, I think we've done a good job here, and I thank you once again. Okay, Dave, good, a lot of fun. We'll do it again. Absolutely.